his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Uh, as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us on the phone now is Dr. Janice Orlowski. Uh, Dr. Orlowski is the Chief Healthcare Officer with the Association of American Medical Colleges. And, you know, like I said, I just got my second vaccine, so I'm, I'm done. I'm just now in that waiting period of letting the vaccine get to 100% and then Hopefully, you know, uh, we'll be as protected as we can be, my, myself and my family. And uh, many, many people are now uh, eligible and getting the vaccine. It, th- it seems like the accelerator bow has been pressed on yeah. uh, the, the vaccine process. So uh, I know that I have a lot of questions and I know a lot of our listeners have questions about the vaccine and how this rollout is working and who can get it and where can you get it and how it all works. So uh, we really appreciate Dr. Janice Orlowski joining us on the line now. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thanks for inviting me to your program. You bet. You bet. Thank you very much. So um, let's just start with the obvious. It's, uh, you know, here we are. It's uh, it's almost mid-April now, and as I mentioned um, in the last segment, I was talking about um, the process that we went through to get myself, that I went through to get the vaccine. Um, I got my first shot just over three weeks ago, and at that time, it seemed like it wasn't that easy to get, and I drove almost two hours to get the vaccine because it was the oh first. My. It was the first place, the first hospital that called. You know, I had signed up in a bunch of different places, got on a bunch of different lists, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and they happened to be the first one to call, and so we, you know, we just jumped at the first opportunity that we had um, because it seemed like that was the only way to do it a few weeks ago. But um, thankfully, things are changing. So, can you just kind of give us an overview of? where we're at in the state of Missouri, and then also across the country with the uh, rollout of the various vaccines. Well, first of all, I want to say congratulations to you for um, all of your attention to getting the vaccine. We really want to um, answer everyone's questions so they feel as confident as you do. Where we're at right now is, quite frankly, it's a race between the new variants that have come to the United States um, and, the, you know, sort of the old COVID that we are familiar with. It's a race between the disease and getting the vaccine. 
And um, everyone has really um, put their uh, sort of their shoulder to the uh, grind to mm. get uh, the supply out uh, as much as possible. In looking at uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, the delivery of vaccines this week has increased. Um, it's still, Missouri is not getting as many as, as they need, but the supply is going up as compared to the last uh, months. And so um, it's going to be opened up to everyone um, who's an adult. Uh, we're still looking at children, uh, but supplies are going up. And I really encourage people to uh, take the opportunity to look for uh, an opportunity of an appointment for the vaccine. Doctor, this is Bo. And uh, I was on your uh, AAMC website with the myths that are out there. Um, and, and everybody's welcome to do that. It's a great uh, a website. And it has information about the six myths about COVID-19 vaccines that are debunked. Um, my question is, does everybody have to get the uh, vaccine for herd immunity to take hold? So the thought is right now that about 85 percent of individuals need to get the vaccine in order for there to be protection for the entire community, the so-called herd uh, protection. So about 85, maybe as much as 90 percent. So we're nowhere close to that right now. And that's why I say it's a race to get the vaccine uh, in order for us to go back to normal. Doctor, can you talk about the differences between the three vaccines? You know, everybody, maybe this will, and maybe these these are some of the myths that uh, your website and, and Bo are, are mentioning, um, you know, because you hear different things. You hear, you know, well, uh, Johnson & Johnson's not as good, but uh, you only have to do it once. So I'd rather get it once and be mostly protected than have to go back twice. Um, you know, you hear about people getting sick after the vaccines, and then other people say, you know, they didn't get sick. Can, can you just kind of, uh, if there are differences between the three, can you talk about what those differences are and the possible side effects that people may or may not have and how, how frequent those side effects are? Sure. So, um, Tony, I would say the three that are uh, approved right now on an experimental use agreement uh, in the United States are Pfizer and Moderna. And I'm going to talk about those two together okay. as compared to the Johnson & Johnson. So Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA. Now, what the heck is mRNA? It's messenger ribonucleic acid. Now, that's a mouthful. And what it is is our DNA within our cells makes uh, different kinds of RNA, and they send these messengers out to the cell to make proteins. So any, any kind of proteins, building muscles, building heart muscles, those are the kind of proteins. So we're using that uh, mRNA. It goes into the cell. It builds a protein that causes our immune system to react. And so uh, both Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA, and they are, quote unquote, a new kind of vaccine. Now, I want your listeners to know that even though it's the first time we're using an mRNA vaccine, the technology is 20, 25 years old. We've really been studying it and working on it and, quite frankly, having it available uh, for something just like this. And so even though it's a new vaccine, it's been studied by, by scientists, by physicians for years. So that's the mRNA. The Johnson & Johnson is a more classic, what's called an adenovirus uh, vaccine, and they take a 
uh, adenovirus. Um, they they make it uh, so that it, it doesn't cause a, a adeno infection, and it inserts the protein in the adenovirus, and then that goes into our cells and starts the immune response. So that's the difference between the two. Uh, as far as um, head-to-head comparison, um, quite frankly, um, the numbers are different between the Johnson & Johnson and the Pfizer and Moderna, but I would um, not make too much of that. And the reason why I say that is that they were not compared um, head-to-head in the same trial. The Johnson & Johnson was tested in a different part of the world with, uh, you know, at a different time with different variants. And so, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it looks to be comparable to the Pfizer and Moderna. So my uh, best advice uh, is get the first shot that you can. Mm-hmm. As far as side effects, um, about 15% of people who get the shot will have a low-grade fever, uh, muscle aches, um, might have some swelling at the um, side of the shot. Um, and, and quite frankly, might just feel a little bit fatigue. And even though we call those side effects, I actually would like to call them, you know, something else. It's your immune response. And what it tells you is that your body, your body is having a very robust uh, response to the vaccine. So um, I, after I got my second shot, um, I had a, a, you know, just felt a little bit fatigued, had a low grade fever. I took some. Uh, uh, Advil, and you know, a couple of hours later, I was feeling terrific. Mm-hmm. Most people, 24 hours, um, those symptoms, and you don't have to take anything; they'll go away uh, on on your own. So they're they're not really side effects um, in the sense of you having a bad reaction. It's a an effect that your immune system is working. And then the other name that we hear is AstraZeneca, and but you right. know, we've we've heard about that vaccine, and it's being Uh, administered in other parts of the world, but not here in the United States. Uh, Why is the AstraZeneca not here? And is is there a big difference between the AstraZeneca and uh, the the three that are? So um, we expect uh, two more uh, vaccines to submit applications to the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, in order to have permission uh, to use their vaccine in the United States, and AstraZeneca is one of them. So AstraZeneca just has not submitted the very complex information that is needed by the FDA. So they're getting it together, and my understanding is AstraZeneca is going to um, be submitting uh, for permission. Um, and as I said, there will be a fifth one uh, that will be coming out. Um, and and so AstraZeneca has been having uh, some bad press uh, in other parts of the world. And I want to talk to your uh, to you, um, Tony and Bo, and and your listeners about this. So what happens and I'm going to use an example, let's say that um, in the United States, uh, and I'm just going to make up a number that a hundred people have a heart attack every single day. So you have a hundred people have a heart attack. Then let's say that you're doing a vaccine trial, and during the vaccine trial, 100 people a day have a heart attack. 
what you have to do is you have to say, is this just the normal heart attack that we would see, or is this a heart attack that's being caused by the vaccine? And so the the scientists will study that data and say, nope, you know, this is just the normal uh, amount that that we would see on a a day-to-day basis. It doesn't. If we had seen 200 or 110 or 120, we'd say, whoa, wait a minute. You know, there's something going on here that we're seeing more heart attacks than usual. So so using that as an example, let's go back to AstraZeneca's uh, problems in Europe and uh, in Asia. What happened is, is people started seeing blood clots and they said, wait a minute, you know, I just got the vaccine. I've got a blood clot. And so scientists had to take a step back and say, is the AstraZeneca causing a blood clot or is this just blood clots that we see in the normal um, uh, population? And so the World Health Organization has looked at that data and said, you know, we're, we, we've looked at it carefully. This is just the normal amount of blood clots. It's, it's, um, mm. We're seeing them in people vaccinated. We're seeing them in people not vaccinated. There's no change in the rate. Now, what will happen is, is that uh, AstraZeneca will have to gather all of that information plus more and submit that to the FDA. And then our scientists will pour through that and say, wait a minute, let's really look at this question and be sure that there's no side effects. So that's what's been going on with AstraZeneca around the world. And uh, as I said, it's, it's, you know, is it coincidence or is it uh, right, with a vaccine? Right. Uh, just got a couple minutes left here with Dr. Janice Orlowski. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, doctor. Um, a lot of people that I know that uh, are not wanting to get the vaccine um, the main, the common statement that they make is, you know, it just happened so fast. It was created so fast. Right. Um, right. The polio, the polio vaccine, uh, you know, polio goes all the way back to the eight, late 1800s. Um, how long did it take to come up with that vaccine? And is it sheer technology that was able to expedite this on warp speed to get it to, uh, you know, the world to, to get a handle on what's going on with coronavirus? Right. But people are right to ask questions about this. And I asked it as well. What I would tell you is, is that um, this was scientists um, who were uh, making this vaccine. And uh, as I had said uh, a minute or so ago, this is technology that we've been studying for 20 years. So even though it looks like warp speed, it's really been in development for 20 years. And so um, People, scientists, physicians were being very careful to study this and not to be affected by um, external pressures that would like to get the vaccine out. I I feel confident that this is safe. And as I said, people are right to question it and to get the uh, right information. Dr. Orlowski, unfortunately, we are just about out of time here. If people have more questions uh, or are looking to get more information, uh, Bo mentioned your uh, website there at the Association of American Medical Colleges. Um, Is that website the best place to go, or is there other places that you would recommend uh, people that are looking for answers about these vaccines and coronavirus in general? I I agree. The uh, association's website, which is aamc.org, and I would also recommend the CDC website, Center for Disease Control, cdc.gov. Both of them excellent uh, websites for people to get information. Great stuff. Dr. Janice Orlowski, thank you so much for your time today. Great information. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again sometime in the future. 
Tony and Bo, thank you very much, and I look forward to call if I can answer any further questions. Thank you so much, Doctor. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.